0: Joel, first time on a podcast?
1: Yeah.
0: What better podcast to be this? You look completely normal. You don't type. You look look tight at all. all. (laughs) I just want to say, man, you look so normal. Appreciate it. Well, you've you've chosen a great podcast as your first. This is going to go out to dozens of listeners.
2: Yeah, I mean, our first ones were like three. At least two dozen. Uh, and or viewers You're being exposed um, to four times the viewership really
0: yes yeah, so we've that got we our, with. all of our full time staff now Is um, that the
3: big announcement that's the reveal
0: yeah sure i mean i think we're gonna do a social media post too but joel's joining us on the on the staff at gambit um yeah big big news um how many more shifts do you have to do joel five. with the police the five pd
1: total. if i don't call and say oh five? five total okay
0: if I don't call sick, if you do zero total. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and
3: if I know anything about Joel, he's for sure um, not gonna call sick. Yeah. yeah.
1: So five. He'll end up doing five seven total. totals a yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: good measure. Yeah. Uh, what are you so. most looking forward to with your career change?
1: Um, I mean,
0: leaving the police department.
1: Yeah. A little bit. Um, there's a lot I'm looking forward to. Obviously, I have a huge passion this health and fitness industry, um, especially here at Gambit through CrossFit. Um, even when I worked in the fitness industry before, it was more, you know, obviously I was full-time at Orange Theory um, doing CrossFit, so I never really dove into coaching or the one-on-one as much as I would have liked to. I just kind of stuck with Orange Theory and coaching those classes, so a little bit more interested in getting moving on, on CrossFit, really.
0: What are you, you going to miss the most?
1: Um, I mean, there's a sense of pride as much as... yeah. As much as there's times yeah. where obviously right now in the world, it, it's tough being a police officer and stuff, but there is a sense of, of pride of putting that vest and belt on and going for to sure. work. So that'll always be something I kind of miss a little bit, but, um, uh, I
0: it, sometimes regret how many suits I've bought and never wear like, we, cause Kelly and I went to business school. So it was like, Oh, you're going to have to, you know, invest in a good suit make sure you're ready for interviews or whatever comes after that, like presentations potentially and all kinds of. I mean, I don't know what your exact experience was, but it was a mm-hmm. sense of, like, I remember going out to buy my first real suit with my parents. Like, they were like, we're going to invest in a nice suit with Turn a couple of shirts in, yeah. to go with it. We're going to try to get the most out of it. And it was a big thing. I you was know, like, this is going to be your first impression with a lot of people, and I just, n- just never just used it. In yeah. You mean, can, you, you can you totally wear it to wear work. work.
3: <laughs> you could. Like, who's stopping you? <laughs> I'm not.
2: I can tell you <laughs> <laughs> that. Let's.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, what else is what else is going on, Sh- Sean? What do you what have you? Uh, we always like to talk about like what we've been getting into. Yeah, I've got uh, you've just moved. Yeah, I just spent the that's, last weekend moving. That's fine. So. That's your thing that you're into.
2: Yeah, I mean, I got a Roomba for the first time ever. It's great not having
0: to sweep the floors after dogs. That's great. Yeah. So that's a plus. Um, uh, we yeah. have we have two in our house. I I love them every time. We come home. I don't and knock love them out.
3: at like 3 a.m. when like a battery is dead yeah. or it like well, so the, stuck somewhere.
0: The new ones don't really do that. It was one of the reasons we got rid of the the. That one. Uh, no, I think that's the same one. That way I took, I, put, I took that back. Uh, I don't know that one went in my office, but mm-hmm. that was a shark. We used to have a Roomba, and it would go it at 3 a.m. It would go, doo <laughs> error, number forty nine. Please move a Roomba away from an <laughs> obstacle, and it's like. Do you have no sense of what <laughs> time it is? It's and so in our house you can hear if if something happens on the ground floor and you're because it's an, like an open staircase. Mm. If something's going on on the ground floor, you can hear it clear as a bell in the middle of the night. So you just sit bolt upright <laughs> like, who crazy. is that talking in our house? It was horrifying the first couple times it happened. Ours does not do that. Yeah. yeah. So that's just yeah. something. Yeah. You know, for everyone here and anyone watching <laughs> or listening, like if you're shopping for these vacuums, maybe figure out (laughs) which ones the brakes
2: before you pull the trigger
0: (laughs) which ones do a full auditory warning when it gets stuck (laughs) somewhere um what have we been doing uh trying to think of an interest i i well we talked about single blade razor shaving a while ago i switched back full time to my mock
2: which is the same you are
0: so 47 or whatever it is pumped on single blades was i I was excited to try he, a new he thing. Go,
3: he goes all in. When he's into something, he's all in. Could be short-lived, but he gives it a real go.
0: Could be short-lived, but it is lived. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are getting ready for your am Yeah. Yeah, we're going to Italy on... Uh, pizza. Sunday. Pizza. 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 You Sam.
3: If, yes. Sam. Sam,
0: if you're watching, we are going to eat pizza.
2: And we prepped this weekend by giving some Neapolitan pizza. What is it called? Yeah. Yeah,
0: Neapolitan style. Yeah. Yeah. At Pizzioli. yeah. Plug. Brought to you by Pizzioli. <laughs> sponsored. <laughs> I, don't you, I don't know if you can say that. Fueled <laughs> by Pizzioli. Um, Cool. Well, and we already know what Joel's up to, kind of. Um, but if yeah, if you're listening and piece that together, Joel's going to coach and not do police work for a while. Try it out. Try a new hat on. Um, cool. So that's kind of our our intro. Welcome to the Gambit Stratagem Podcast. Sean Crocker is here. I'm Andrew Essig. Kelly Jackson. And Mr. Joel Laney joining us. I was, um, I was
2: wondering if you were going to have everyone do their names, or if you were just going to go down the line.
0: You know, I like to I like to change it up.
2: <laughs> Some days I, like I to, learned last time to not just go in like. Some right? days I
0: like to point to you and then still say your name, like and wait for you to start, and then just say your <laughs> name over top. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do all the time. I'm Andrew Essig, Sean Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm here for it. Um, this is really what this we're here to talk about. Um, we got to warm up a yeah, little. Yeah, this is this is Joel's first podcast, so like, yeah, we we're should... just we're warming him up. Um, <laughs> we we're going to talk we 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 talked about um back when we had only probably four listeners um and or viewers. Sean and I talked about equipment a little bit, but we're going to dive in a little deeper as per the uh the survey we had live yeah. in our Facebook group for 90 minutes.
2: Also, I think the four views we had was just Mara four times. I don't know if it was and four we, and so. we
0: appreciate the heck out of that. <laughs> Um, well, we're up to probably 27 views now, so... Oh, we've some of them would get more than that. I mean, it, your shoe review has 2,000 plus. Dude, my... Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> do, another, I gotta review. do another shoe review. It's been a while. <laughs> but yeah, it's, that's, I mean, we're creeping up on 3,000 views on that bad boy. It's wild. YouTube, YouTube's gonna have to start paying you. <laughs> they mailed me a quarter. It's on the floor. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we want to talk about... All the equipment, and I think we were, we had talked about tossing in um, some hand maintenance tips, because I know, I know Kelly and myself have very different approaches to hand maintenance. I know you and I have very different approaches. <laughs> I know to you hand and I, yeah. yeah. Sean's more of a single blade, <laughs> single blade razor kind of guy. Um, so what, what to wear, when to wear it, and like the, 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 I had a member just ask me the other day, like, should he buy a pair of weightlifting shoes? So I think we'll, it, you know, and it got kind of into a...
3: What yeah. should you get?
0: Yeah, sh- should you get them and which one should you get? So we'll, Kelly's got a list. We'll work our way down. Oh. Sound good? Okay. Isn't that what you made the list for?
3: Um, I think, I think, <laughs> I think let's start with each, pick a single piece of equipment that, that you think needs to be a staple oh. in your gym bag. Like, Mine's Jumbo. jump rope.
2: And the rule is, well, the rule is we can't say the same thing. You can't say
3: the same thing, well, and I think. Be
2: mine. And, well, so like it's gold called divs. Gold gets to go
3: first. Uh, so, that's not fair. Like, well, what's your I already same said item one. That you should right. invest
1: in. Mine would be a jump rope. Why? Um, just because of the consistency. Even the ones that we have here, and, and and stuff. Obviously, we have different colors, different lengths, but even those are probably slightly millimeters off, and something as fast as a double under. Um, So, just getting your own and getting the length right so you can have that consistent turnover and stuff, I think would do wonders for the double unders. Also,
2: practice uh, them at home. Yeah, I would say that one of the most overlooked pieces of a jump rope is it's 20 to 50 bucks, depending on how much money you want to invest. And like your body weight and a jump rope, like you've got on endless. 199. Yeah. <laughs> there are some
3: stupid yeah,
2: ropes that you there. didn't pay for, by the way, that you were given, but me. there's endless amounts of yes. fitness to be had yeah. with
0: just those two. You, yes. can yes. very, you, can take
1: it you can get a very good one. That's going to last a couple years for 30 or 40. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But honestly, Joel's point is probably the, my most, my most important point is just that it's, there are a few other pieces of equipment that are so susceptible to length, you know, the thickness of the rope, that the weight of the rope, um, don't do it (laughs) the cable uh the handle it's like just just lengthening your shirt and the rope by an inch (laughs) (laughs) can make a huge difference difference.
3: yeah
0: Uh, i have two ropes that are identical and they're slightly different lengths and if i like one of them oh yeah every time i
2: change my cable it takes me a week yes. to two weeks to just get used to the new cable length, even if I do my due diligence to make them the same. length. Yeah, because
0: you kind to train your arms to yeah. sit at a certain height, and then it's yeah. like really difficult when you're fatigued and yeah, for better or worse, like,
2: um, Yeah, I think jump ropes a phenomenal answer. I think Joel took all and, three of and our and on that weight.
0: note, I always point out like the <sighs> we we have ropes here that are kind of meant to be more durable than good. Yeah, uh, so they're not they're like great to learn on. So they're they're a um, larger diameter cable but it's also a slower cable so that makes it easier to learn on but it's not like you can learn a double under but you you it's unlikely you're gonna be able to like rattle off a hundred plus double under so the idea is like once you build that skill this rope now you've grown out of this rope and it's time to buy your own also they're a little more durable um they can be tied in knots and untied and and that kind of thing and then they're they're also a little bit like not the best by design because we're not intending to provide you a rope. It is. Yeah. It is the best. It'd be like us trying to provide you a pair of shoes. Like it just yeah. doesn't make sense for us to try and.
2: Yeah, I would say like do that even if you're just starting your on ramp. Like buy a jump rope. Yeah, yeah. and even if you don't care
0: about crossbow, my buy opinion. A jump buy a jump the rope. important point I always like to make is buy the lightest handle you can get that still spins. The way you like like Joel and I talked yeah. a little bit the other day. There's, there's a lot of like really nice handles that are machined out of a aluminum or whatever, but, um, like we, we talked about the RPM ropes. I don't understand RPM ropes because they don't spin well. Do you jump with an RPM rope? Do you, do you like it? Love it. Um, does yours have bearings in it? Does it spin? Um, uh, I- does not maybe
2: i don't know <laughs> honestly like to be honest i had got mine out yeah. of uh, the lost and found because they have been there for like six
0: months <laughs> yeah. not our lost and founds not our lost and i've only had experience with like one or two of them but the, the, the only ones i've seen is like it's just by. like bushing where like yeah they spin yeah. but they don't have like and I, and don't get me wrong like you don't need a super expensive ball bar and where you like twist it and it goes yeah. but like it needs to have it needs to spin freely and these like don't seem like they spin freely the handles are very skinny which I like a fatter handle. So I always go to the cheapo plastic handle that's kind of like a cone-shaped handle so you've got a little bit of a grip on it. And in my experience, I like the cable to feel heavier than the handle because that gives you the most sensation in the rope and the most awareness of where the rope is in space. Uh, But that aside, buy the cheapo. My advice is always buy the cheapest. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I don't know I've ever put that much thought into the rope. I have not. I found found my Rogue RPM rope in... My old gym's lost and found,
0: and I've never yeah. moved on. <laughs> yeah, like I've, been I've been. I've been through fifteen to twenty ropes of different types. I've spent. It's actually of, not surprising at all. I've spent upwards of fifty dollars on this ropes. a micro obsession. Oh, yeah, at some point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> more than a micro. I mean, what it's is it a micro obsession if it stretches over a dozen years?
2: I say, like <laughs> maybe flirting with macro. It's a. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good question. Um,
0: But definitely I think the blanket statement
1: would be, like, get your own rope. Because no matter what it would be, no matter the the weight, the the length of the cable, it's all
0: yours. I could literally talk about jump ropes for an hour. Well,
1: it's not. So, Sean,
3: what is your staple?
0: What's our order? I was going to say it was your your turn. (laughs)
2: No. I was going to say, okay. Okay. Um, I would say my staple would be a good pair of training shoes. Oh, it wasn't even on
0: Kelly's list. Ha! No.
1: Cinderella I mean,
0: story, not even in the top. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean,
2: like when you're just starting, like a lot of people come in in Brooks, they come in and But why do
0: you wear Metcons then?
2: Because I just like good <laughs> shoes, really. Like it just comes down to I like a shoe that performs well. I,
0: I hear, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm having trouble connecting it with. <laughs>
2: We've done an entire podcast on shoes. Uh, yeah. I don't think we need to beat a dead yeah. horse. But having a good pair of like dedicated yeah. CrossFit shoes, whether they're. You know, the the nanos or the, but, the glorious
0: Metcons, like. But I think there are a few, um, a few variables that you can, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like a few, there are a few items that you can kind of put your finger on that define a good training shoe.
2: Yeah. Stability should be yeah. somewhat stiffer Re- than a normal running relatively
0: shoe. Relatively flat and not
2: squishy would be. Yeah. yeah. Supportive. Yeah.
3: You can run in them, you can jump in them, you can lift
0: in them. Yeah, Metcons are off the table, though, if you, if you need to run in them.
3: Okay.
0: Well... Yeah, yeah, we don't need to beat that you horse. Can, <laughs> you can run it. I mean, it's, that's kind of... In that regard, it's like... And don't get me wrong. I prefer the Nano, but to a lot of people, the, the two are interchangeable, the Metcon mm. and, the, and the Nano. It's just like... It's kind of like... There's a little bit of style preference, but to a lot of people, they think the toe box is way too big in the Nano. Um, I think the toe box is way too small in the Metcon. Yeah. I think they're a better looking shoe. Yeah, I think... And, uh, but...
2: We ended up summing it up really well last time. Find yeah. whatever you can get on a good deal. Go to an outlet yeah. store, whatever and looks yeah. good to you. Yeah, and really that. the
0: big thing I would say is, like, don't overthink a lot of the small stuff. Like, these shoe companies will try to sell you on, like, oh, we put this panel on the back so it slides up and down the wall on handstand pushups. Like, I've never had a pair of shoes seem like they were impeding my ability to do a handstand push Like, if that's... If your that's the thing you're worried about, your you better, use. yeah, you better have, uh, re- I don't know. <laughs>
3: you better have eliminated a lot of
0: other factors. Um, but I like a relative, the whole thing with CrossFit shoes is a relatively minimal drop. So a relatively flat shoe, um, in, in, in most cases, because that's going to be, it's, it does challenge your ankle flexion a little bit, but that's, that's for the best in the long yeah. run. And if it's too squishy, when you put a lot of load on your body, it's going to cause that shoe to squish. So much like yeah. dedicated running shoes. I would just steer people away from like a dedicated yeah. running shoe or an overly. You don't have to get a, a a shoe that's like a block of wood or a total. I'm also not a big fan, it needs to be said, of like a total bare minimalist shoe. No. As much yeah. as I like a minimalist shoe, those like uh, the old like Vibrams or whatever, it's just like a, basically a swatch of rubber on the bottom. Like that's just too, that's too yeah. far the other direction. Yeah. It's not about the amount of soul really, really. To me, it's kind of about the the firmness and the drop. Yeah.
3: So cool. in our bag we have a solitary shoes and a jump rope.
0: Yep. Off to a good start. Okay. I gotta be asking me it's tough to add ahead? two more things to that. I'm looking at the list here.
1: I, mean, um, I can pick another
0: one. I have another one backed up. No? Nope. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go I mean I like I like watch, obviously, because I, I have a nice watch and I love it. But I'm probably gonna go. Uh hate to go grips but it doesn't
3: have to be on this list
0: i know i'm just using it as a brainstorm um and i
1: think if you're if we're going down the list then maybe it's not your number one thing in but my, what would be the next thing i'm just thinking
0: of ahead. like what i have in my office that i that are my go-to like training things and i'd probably say uh i'd probably say grips are the second most or the third most uh desirable thing or or used thing in my arsenal um
3: well, it's a, like a safety component. It allows you to continue to work out day after yeah. day. Like I think, like I'm not an I'm not a grip user, but I think everybody should have a pair of grips because you should never tear your hands. I had you grips should, on. You should <laughs> you yeah. should rarely tear your hands. I had grips on. Like there's times yeah. and places.
0: Yeah. Well, there yeah, and they're just like for for us. I think those of us that have kind of dedicated uh, the bulk of our time and and life to fitness. It's kind of like yeah, tear your tear your hand and kind of get on with your life, like take care of yeah. it and move on. But there are those of us that are like working in professions, like I'm picturing, like a doctor, a dentist, oh in the medical God, field that has to wash imagine. their hands constantly. Like, don't tear your hands. Like, yeah. it, that's that's horrible when yeah. you have, when you have a really bad hand tear. So, like, grips prevent that. They, like you said, there's a little bit of a safety component there where it does improve your grip on the bar. Um, but it's one of, I guess, I hesitate to point it out because it's it's definitely one of those things that you shouldn't go in 100% it. it's, it's not yeah. a hundred percent on it. It's not an absolute thing. Like
2: is knowing how to use them. If you're
0: doing how to dead hands,
2: if you're doing deadlifts, you don't need your grips.
0: Yeah, and like are warming up with Like I always say it was like, hey, you when you grips. when you learn to I was talking about like pull-ups, butterfly pull-ups the other day with somebody. It's like, you know, hey, when you learn to do a butterfly pull-up, you shouldn't stop doing a kipping pull-up right. or a strict pull-up. That's why you always see us program those things. Just like when you learn to sprint, you shouldn't stop walking. It's not like you start just sprinting everywhere.
1: Mm. Like
0: if you learn <laughs> that
3: would be amazing.
0: There mm. <laughs> was that guy we we knew at Northwood that ran everywhere. Did, woo, didn't you know that guy? Woo. woo? Uh, I never knew him, but this guy had jacked legs. I
3: was half my size, everywhere. but no,
0: no upper body, but just the most muscular jacked legs I've ever seen. He literally just had his backpack on. And he jogged from class to class. He just ran all the time. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. It's kind of like once you learn to use grips, you don't want to rely on them all the time. There's definitely time and place. So like when the when the reps are a little bit lower. Yeah. Um, and the and the demand is a little bit less. I will still try to go without grips, but
2: or like something I've been doing is like throughout the entirety of the warm up, like still doing without grips. When the workout starts, yeah. like put them on just because you're going to go faster. You're yep. it's going to protect your hands. You don't have to worry about
0: as much. Yeah, Kelly, mm-hmm. there's not
3: much left. This is probably
0: creatine. <laughs> no way, lifters. No, Kelly's notorious. Right I now. love Kelly on last. Kelly's notorious for not using anything, so...
3: I was well, so, Like, looking at this list, me personally, I think, like, a watch is a staple item. That might just be because I coach, and so, like, I live and die by it when I coach classes. But for me, like, every time I start a workout... I, like, I don't have a fancy watch. I'm, I never set it to, like, I'm working out. Track my heart rate. For me, it's like...
0: It's a Fitbit, though.
3: If we're doing splits and stuff...
0: You just don't know how to use it. That's... I,
3: well, and I don't need to. I know how to push start and stop and reset.
0: I'm just clarifying.
3: And I can check my text messages. Yep. That's all I need. But, like, for me, it tracks my splits. Um, like, if I'm out for a run, I can be like, this run should not take more than two minutes, and I can kind of check in during it. So... I think, but also for me, I look at how frequently I travel, and like, hey, five minutes of air squats go. And I know everybody will be like, well, your phone does that for you. Cool, it does. But like for me, a watch is just like it's always with me. I can drop into a workout. Well, during workouts, it's so much
0: easier to have something on your wrist to keep track then.
3: Yeah, so I know it's not like. I don't know. Even that would have been just, looking
0: at your list, that would have been my, like, even as a coach, too, I just love the stopwatch feature. It also, like, I check out my calories just because it's kind of like, it gives me a good quick, it's right on the main screen, and it gives me a good quick barometer of, like, what my activity level is for the day. Like, did I, do I feel like I have been active enough or yeah. or not? Um, and, yeah, having those, like, timing components, if you are going to do EMOMs or AMRAPs or Tabatas, all that kind of stuff, like a like a watch is is great for that. And I've become a huge proponent of like sleep tracking, just as a reference point. I've been kind of getting, becoming a little bit of a data nerd on that end of things. So that's a that's a great investment. Yeah. Um do we want to continue down the list? Do you of, need knee sleeps? No. I was just gonna say we could kind of rank things. I was like the uh, whole, my second option would
2: have been thumb tape
3: so that's the other thing or, or maybe just that's athletic, what i was gonna say athletic too. tape yeah yeah
2: because like if you do have a nagging wrist thing you can wrap it in tape if you have
0: i mean and if you not and i chalk, but
3: you have tape and if yeah. you do tear
0: a, if you tear your hand and you need to bandage it, it the best possible thing you can do i think is put a band-aid on or even just a paper towel yeah. and then tape around it so you like, yeah if you it's can't halloween get a, you
2: have a portable costume <laughs> um Joel ah, joe and i were talking the other day it's like we don't touch a barbell anymore without putting thumb, a tape on our yeah, thumbs really just because you it makes the hook grip more comfortable like yeah
3: so for people who are over chalkers put some thumb tape
2: on i thought you were looking at me very intensely like I'm for people trying, that are over chalkers i was just trying
3: not to stare directly into the camera
2: <laughs> sean
0: so like christine didn't feel personally I, attacked i tape my
1: thumbs all the time even yeah. dumbbell stuff yeah more than even barbell stuff sometimes because i'll get that
0: it's job. just a just a good universal. And it's cheap. Like it, why yeah, not have it? It's a There's versatile. There's no reason not to have it. Yeah, it's a versatile tool to have in your bag. Yeah.
3: Um. So no on knee sleeves. Is there an is there a scenario I in which you no. need
1: these sleeves? I lunges. I no. Correct. I use them more for lunges than
0: any. Um. um and if works. you're if you're in a hard dedicated weightlifting cycle, um,
2: I see. I'll even push back against that one. I when so when I was competing in weightlifting, I wore them religiously every day, every training session. And then I stopped without doing anything different, like literally actually probably increased intensity. I stopped using them. I had one week of my knees feeling like trash. And then they just kind of adapted to it without the support. And I
0: like really haven't used them much then. I, I think the big issue with knee sleeves is if you feel like you need knee sleeves for support or for warmth, there's probably a bigger issue yeah. at hand. Um, yeah, like you're not mobilizing like, properly or warming up properly. And I'll use them for like
2: one rep max competition attempts. Like I use them at uh, Monster Games for the one rep max clean. I use yep. them at quarterfinals for the same. And I think that's just psychological. It's like I know getting under a heavy weight emotionally, I feel like I can stand it up better yeah. or more. Yeah. Yeah. Reasonably, whether that's true or not, I, I don't think yeah. it is. I find I mean, myself
0: psychological. Thing. Going to mine if like you said, like a competition setting. If we're doing a comp, I'll throw them in my bag usually or wraps or something because. It's usually like after, maybe after a couple of events in one day or across two days, like you're yeah. just, you're just the starting to feel it a little hard. bit. The volume's catching up. but well, That's that's why I say like if you're doing a really hard, like if you're still attending WAD classes and you're really doing a fully loaded like weightlifting cycle and there are times where you're just like, man, my, I just need my knees to warm up and loosen yeah. up and yeah. so I can get under the squat and just feel good about it. But again, it's something you shouldn't be relying on a hundred percent of the time. It's yeah. not yeah. like once you start squatting with knee sleeves.
2: It should be a once in a blue moon.
1: Yeah. I will wear knee sleeves yeah. for, like I said, the lunges or pistols. pistols. Yeah. When it comes to a weightlifting, which I know we're going to get into the weight belt things too, but that I see those kind of the same thing. Like I will only use knee sleeves and weight belts for a lift if it's like 90 plus percent. Yeah. 90, 95 percent is when I'll start yeah. slapping those on. Other than that, yeah. like even like the weightlifting now, since we're doing five rep maxes or whatever, it's light enough load where I don't yeah. think about putting any of that on. Yeah. yeah.
3: Same. And then half the time I put them on, they just stay over my shins. Like, if you're doing a lot of pulling off the floor, it's so really just to protect my shins. Yeah. Keep the yeah. close, yeah. Which goes directly into the weight belt. Like, should you have one? If you're consistently lifting heavy weights, probably mm-hmm. a valuable thing to I think it depends,
2: depends on your training history. Yeah,
3: it depends on, like, what is your... If you're just taking WOD classes, I don't think so. Like, I think,
2: like, if you've gotten to the point where you've competed in powerlifting or weightlifting, and, like, you're body weight to strength ratio is high enough, like, yeah, there's probably a huge benefit yeah. there. For someone that's, like, training less than three to four years, you probably don't need no. one. Because yeah. I don't think that your uh, psychological ability to push those max loads is high enough. That
3: yeah. That tolerance. And then you're just not developing that musculature. Like, right. you're just turning it off and yeah. relying on it. The there's a
0: learning like curve that. with the weight belt. Yeah. That's what a lot of yeah. people overlook is, like, you don't, just, you don't just strap a weight belt on and it works. You have yeah. to use it. And I always say, if you can use a weight belt, if you're actually building a skill that you can use without a weight, if you learn to properly brace into a weight belt and kind of expand into it, (laughs) um, it. then you can can kind of learn how to do that without it. And honestly, wearing a weight belt um, for a number of years off and on taught me how to brace better without it. The other thing I was going to say is I often found myself in a position where I knew I was going for a percentage lift or a max lift or something, and I was... I was really hit or miss on some of my lifts, and if I sometimes if I didn't have a belt on, I would get in a crappy position Mm. in the bottom of a clean or something, and I just felt more secure with a belt on. And so, so like if I would catch a jerk funny or uh, you know receive a clean funny, it was like I needed to go to the chiropractor like the next day. I just knew I I torqued something, and a belt kind of just gave me that added layer of bracing and security. Again, during a really we're talking like this was back in the day when you were in full on games training, and I was kind of along for the ride, and we were doing two to three a days we were weightlifting every single day it was like you're gonna squat today you're gonna snatch today tomorrow you're gonna squat you're gonna clean tomorrow you're gonna squat
3: (laughs) but like belts never came out until you're like i like i'm gonna fail this next lift like that like i'm whatever it is and generally it's like that 90% rule but like 90% feels it's also like 90 uh 70% barbell could feel like 90% when you're doing games training volume so it's like in this moment I've done I've done my volume. I've built up and now to hit this rep right here, to hit this set, and to move well, I'm gonna belt up. But like you reserve that for a time and a place. If you're belting up for an empty barbell for light loading, there is something wrong with your back. Something like well, emotionally or, say, physically. or just psychological. It's psychological, yeah. yeah. It or it's like, physical. Yeah. And either way, that needs to be trained. Like you need to figure out, figure that out and fix yeah. that problem.
2: Yeah, I mean, like we've seen people do like thrusters at 95 pounds of belts yeah. before.
3: Yeah,
2: um, more than I wish I had. It's like oh. what? Like and are you, are you trying to not use your core and at that's all? Where, like what's <laughs> right and again. It just comes down to Those like, maybe bad. yeah. Those that are is, bad people. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is a psychological tolerance. Yeah. Uh, especially a higher volume thrusters, like that can be heavy for people, but really like at that point you need to start dialing your weight back. Like if yeah. you're not comfortable doing a, yeah. a, what we would consider a light weight Or stop lifting thruster. and do
0: accessory work for a while. Yeah, like you might, like yeah. some people are, have such an issue that it's like you, you need to just take a step back and stop yeah. lifting and, you know, really just address this, yeah. this issue you've got going on, not ignore it and push through.
3: And weight belts are pretty much identical to lifting shoes. Like, I mean, you're going to go to the, you watch Um, Olympic weightlifting and they all wear weightlifting shoes, puts you in better positions, stabilizes the foot.
0: Like weight belts, in theory, they will increase your performance at the elite level. Like if you've kind of like, if, if your goal is strictly to squat or to lift the most you can lift, like if you're a dedicated weightlifter. Like a knee sleeve and a, and a weight, no one's going to think twice about seeing you with knee sleeves, weight belt, or lifting shoes because you're trying to get every advantage you can possibly get. Yeah. If you feel like knee sleeves or weight belt or lifting shoes are helping you with that, by all means. But there's a reason you see at CrossFit competitions the best of the best just not even bothering to put weightlifting shoes on anymore because there's not, at that level, there's not a serious advantage to it for most
3: no well and i think five years ago it was different every athlete used them but it's trending away from that people have learned that like like i know my one rep max back squat is the exact same whether i'm in lifters or crossfit shoes i'm like i'm a crossfitter but five years ago i would never even try to one rep max. don't you think
0: a lot of the outside of lifters high level games athletes stopped wearing lifters a little bit because they just at the games you never know what's going to happen next and it's kind of like oh, if we if I commit to there was always this sense at the games when you're in the like the warm up area they would say all right guys we're going over to the other building you're going to take a b and c with you you will not have access to this area for the remainder of the day and you don't know what the event is or something yeah. and it's like oh if i decide i'm going with because at one point one year they were like you can't change shoes like you cannot take extra right. shoes with you you have to decide if you're going to wear lifters or yeah, you know, your flats, like your Nanos or your Metcons or whatever. And I think that was a turning point for a lot of people that they just said, you know what, I'm just yeah. going to learn to lift in my regular shoes yeah. and that's just how I'm going to roll. Or
3: even what was the year the Games had like 500 individual athletes, that first event, rope climbs, running, and squat snatches. And that was relatively heavy weight for the for seven reps or something. Yeah, 185, 135. Yeah. And it's like... For some athletes, if you're only ever snatching and you're lifting shoes because it's snatch day, and um, you have to run and rope climb, it was like, well, you saw some athletes out in the field wearing lifters for that workout, and you're like, it's you rope not climbing. worth it. Yeah, absolutely not the, worth it.
0: The, yeah, the, the detriment to the, your running is not equal to the benefit on the lifting. Yeah, and if, that's kind of what happened. if you train that way. I
1: have I, have, I don't remember the last time I wore lifters. Honestly, I think I threw those innovates on once just to kind of see oh, how yeah. they felt when we got them. But as far as like putting my lifters on I don't truthfully don't remember the last time I did it and it was because the open not this past year but 2021 when you did that it was like thrusters and some gymnastics on the rig and then it went your time started (coughs) directly into like a, a clean complex. Oh, yeah. And I had to change out my shoes in the middle of that workout to yeah. put my lifters on to do the clean complex. And I remember thinking, like, I just ruined 90 seconds of my yeah. seven-minute window yeah. to change put these shoes. lifters on. And so I I stopped lifting yeah. in them for that reason. Because I was yeah. like, as a CrossFitter, for the most part, we're going to be lifting fatigued after a workout in yeah. an open. And so it's not as...
0: It's kind of interesting for me to see that because it, it kind of just falls right in line with the general spirit of CrossFit. It's kind mm-hmm. of like... the the general physical preparedness, you know, the GPP model, where it's just like, be ready to do anything whenever. And I think a lot of people just kind of looked at that and said, you know, I'm just going to train in in my regular, in my normal shoes that I always wear, and then I'll get good at that. And I don't, I don't need to rely on, you know, you're just like removing one variable from the whole mix and it, and it works for the benefit uh, across the board.
3: Uh, the other thing I have on this list is wrist straps, maybe mobility tools. I mean, again,
2: <laughs> you got, um, place, you got like, tape. What else do you need? Yeah, I think you,
3: you've got the tape, you've got your wrist wraps. <laughs> yeah. So I think for, for this, I like I encourage a lot of people who are heavy sweaters.
0: Yeah, um, sweat wrist, bands. Yeah. like a
3: sweat band yeah. or a wrist, wrist wrap. Yeah, I, like, I used to
0: wear different. wrist straps all the time, oh, and like sure. I don't think I've worn them in five or six years I now. I, I wear sweat bands that. a lot just because,
2: again, like I don't. My hands are just going to get all sweaty. Yeah. It's just going to be a detriment. And again, it's not providing warmth or support. Like, it's not stabilizing the joint. It's just yeah. a piece of sock well, on the like, wrist.
3: It's like wear a shirt when you do wall walks because the floor is going to get sweaty where your hands go and your hands Or
0: cleans. Like, bar slips down your chest. Certain yeah, where it's yeah. just like
3: wear a shirt so your sweat has something yeah. to go to other than.
0: Yeah, and it's eye. another one of those things like I wouldn't say anybody that's highly specialized in one activity or sport should not wear wrist wraps but in general your average individual doing crossfit a well-rounded fitness routine really doesn't yeah. if you're relying on wrist wraps for an issue, you've probably got something you need to address. So
2: like, like extenuating circumstances aside. Yeah, like yeah. I've absolutely. got a
0: I've got a client that played baseball
2: through college that has a has Shh. broken his wrist a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, maybe maybe put on a wrist sure. wrap when we're doing, yeah. you know
0: But if you've got like wrist pain or something backs. that's kind of like a chronic thing or a nagging injury, it's like wrapping it up and just hoping for the best is not the not the route you should be yeah. taking. You you should be avoiding the movement, not yeah. uh yeah. like wrap it up and grid it up. Mobility tools, I will say I'm still a fan, uh, yeah, like, if you're a Gambit member, we've got everything you need at the gym. If you want yeah. something at home, uh, a lacrosse ball is a great investment, because you can get one for, like, a dollar at Play It Again Sports or whatever. I, know, I, it's like I the bought cheapest one thing. I haven't used it ever. And that's fine, like, not, not everybody does, and some people are kind of down on them. I know, you know, Kelly Stark kind of brought all that stuff out, and, you yeah. know, uh, lacrosse balls out of the limelight, and other people have come out since saying, like, they don't think that's the best way, but... Um, I think it's a really versatile tool. You can use it for like light massage, heavy massage. You can do some like ART type uh, mobilization and uh, aid your stretching and stuff. Uh, Throw against the wall
3: and catch it. Yeah.
0: Accuracy. Yeah. And I and again, I'm I'm somebody who's tried about everything on the market. I've tried the tried the massage guns. I've got chirp wheels. Uh, the, you know the back roller wheels. I've got the I've taped the cross balls together. I've
3: I, the best mobility tool you can have is a partner that's a foot taller than you. And bear hug you and just pick you up and
0: crack your back. Yeah, or a barbell. Fortunately, exactly. I cannot put
3: my arms around. I'll be like, I'll try. Yeah. and I'm like, come here,
0: honey. Ah, I'm sorry,
3: <laughs> I can't.
0: Help, pick me up, muscle. But, Squeeze uh, me harder, muscle, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: but a good two times a week, I'm like, Andrew, pick me up and give me a shake, and it's, it's yeah.
0: Like, and I just go, when's it gonna be my turn? <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting. So sitting in the corner. So
3: equipment, I think good equipment. pair of
0: shoes and a jump rope. Thumb tape. Or
3: tape. Thumb tape, tape. Three things that... And then grips if you're a...
0: You can... Softie. Uh, you can... <laughs> if, you've, <laughs> if you've already got shoes, you can get both of those items for under 30 bucks. If you don't have shoes, you can probably get all three of those items for under 100 bucks.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Reebok outlet, the Nike outlet, all that stuff. Sure. Sean, yeah. where is that Reebok outlet?
0: Chesterfield. not in
2: the abandoned ghost mall it's not in the mills anymore i know that all they have is weird karate
0: tournaments great uh well with that we'll wrap it up unless anybody has anything to add if
3: we missed any equipment you let us know
0: wonderful uh yeah let us know in the comments or wherever you're viewing this um shoot sean an email directly not any of the other any of the rest of us um your comments concerns or complaints um I them it? and direct just them Joel, any <laughs> uh, joining us for the first time, Kelly Jackson, Sean Crocker, and I'm Andresic. Thanks for joining us and we will uh, listen to us and watch us next time. We will. Listen. We will. I was going to say, we will see you, but we're not going to see you. You just see us. Hell yeah. You that Team. Off the <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that later. I think you should leave it. I think you should leave it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget about it.